0: If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them up to the very beginning of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1. Um I I see my PowerPoints in the New Living Translation and I I I, I want to do it out of the ESV. So um anyways, I, I don't know if that's possible to switch over super. Okay. I'm going to give you a good intro here. That would be awesome if I could have the ESV in that and uh so I don't have to read it off of here. But uh you know, Today was the day that we almost started Ephesians again. I know y'all took off long enough thinking, okay, well, we'll come back when they start Ephesians. We're done with a surfboard message. Um, man, I'm going to tell you, dude, yeah, so on Saturdays, you know, I, I go sit down with the Word of God, and I go back over all my notes that I've been studying. I've been studying this message on submission from husbands and wives and from, you know, children to parents and, uh, you know, employees and employers, been studying that, been trying to preach it. This is the third time I've tried to preach it. And uh, anyways, went through it all, all my notes again yesterday afternoon. I'm looking at it and kind of putting it all together. All right, man, I'm excited. How am I going to start all this? And, and God put on my heart to start it all um, by reminding you out of Genesis why God created a woman? Why God created man, and what their purposes were, and uh, because because that's the really the the, the big crux of it. Um, this is a beautiful guitar right here, and uh, um, but it, it, what is this purpose of this guitar, y'all? Yeah, make music. What what if what if okay? So Brandon, uh, not Brandon, uh, Benjamin, you're a contractor, right? Okay, we got some different people. What if your sons took, your be- took a beautiful guitar and tried to use it to pound stakes, use it as a sledgehammer? What would happen, bro? Break. It would break. And then they come to you and say, hey, this, uh, this guitar doesn't work as a sledgehammer. And you're like, you're right. It doesn't work as a sledgehammer. And, and, but we need another sledgehammer. And they throw away the one you give them and they go buy it to the pawn shop and buy another guitar. And what if day in and day out, they continually try to use a guitar as a sledgehammer? What's going to happen, bro? Each time they try to use it, what's going to happen? It's going to break. And then they start complaining, well, this is a piece of junk. Yes, it is as a sledgehammer. It is a piece of junk as a sledgehammer, but it is not a piece of junk as a guitar. In fact, this is probably a, a prize guitar, a beautiful guitar, one of the best ever made. And where we get in trouble in, in our lives is when we do things, uh, we use things God has created, and we use them in a way that God never intended them to be used. And then when it doesn't work out, we call it junk. And then we come up with our own system of how to do it, how to make it work. And, and we make more junk and more junk until we mess a world up. And even the lost people know that this world is disintegrating. What do they call it? Like global warming or something? I don't know. I'm just saying it's like everybody. How many of y'all know the world is not getting better? How many of y'all know that the earth is not getting better? Yeah. I mean, it's all, but that's exactly what the Bible said. And it's because of the fall. It's because of what we see in Genesis chapter. I got it. Oh, you're like scared. Okay. That's her husband's guitar. So, all right. But so again, yeah, we, we, if you, so, so as I was looking at Ephesians, man, the very uh, purpose of submission when he talks about a wife submitting to your husband, man, I want you to know when we do get to go over this, that there's a lot more for the husband to do than there is for the wife to do. The husband is supposed to love his wife like Christ loved the church. And when we get into that, dude, I mean, if a husband loves his wife the way Christ loves the church, uh, the wife has no problem submitting to that. But the point is, whether he does or doesn't, there's submission. A good way to remember submission, well, if you take sub out of submission, what is the word we have? There's a mission. God has a mission for a husband and wife. He has a, a plan for it. That's why He's brought two together. There's a plan for it. It's called the mission. And somebody has to submit or be under the mission. That's word submission when we do get to this in Ephesians. It talks. It's a military term, talking about lining up underneath. It's talking about being under rank. Thomas, when you first came to us, we were talking about. We were in Ephesians in that one last verse that said we're supposed to submit to each other. You're in the military. Any more other military people in here? Any military people in here? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, yeah Private submit to who? Sergeant. Sergeant sergeants submit to who? Yeah, and and bottom line is you submit to a general. And then who ultimately is the chief of staff? Who is ahead of our military, y'all? The president. And you're supposed to submit not to the person, not not to the personality, but to the position. Somebody has to be in charge. And that's what the goal is. If you can't submit to the person that you put yourself under, man, don't put yourself under that person if you're already under somebody. And like in marriage, it's till death do us what? Yeah. I mean, you should have been more careful who you married. You're saying, yeah, now you tell me that, right? But I'm telling you, all you single, raise your hand if you're single. Raise your hand if you're single. Raise your hand up, Emily. There, she's like, <laughs> she's got the little chicken wing thing going. Raise your hand up that you're single. Let me see your hand, single people. You know, there, it doesn't say you have to be married. In fact, Paul talks about, it. he said, man, you don't have to be married. In fact, when you get married, now you, you, you have to give some of your affection, some of your attention, and you have to give a lot of priority to the one you're married to. If you were single and that's what you were called to be, you can give it all to the Lord. Again, but if he's given you desires to be married, then you need to be married. And you better be careful who you marry. On both ends. If you're gonna marry somebody who is not going to submit to the mission that God has given your family, you're gonna have a hard time being a leader, aren't you? How many bosses do we have in here? Bosses in a in a a business? Any bosses? Yeah, Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, we got Ben, uh, uh, Rick. uh, uh, You 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 actually run business out of state and stuff. Uh, What? How hard is it to run if all your employees do what you say? No, it's easy to deal with variable. What if your employees are always rebelling against you? Dude, it's a pain for you. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to do that. So, man, understand, you want to marry a girl? Yeah, I want you to marry a girl. You're going to see how that works out there. Guys, marry a girl, okay? You marry a girl... Man, if she doesn't have a submissive heart and can't submit and do everything in her power to make you a success, to pull off the mission God has given your family, if she can't be that, your life's going to be miserable. Who would attest to that? Please don't raise your hand, you'll get elbowed by your wife. And by the same token, man, so women, you can't submit to some dude that you want to marry you're married because he's cool, because he's, he's pretty, he's or handsome, or, you know, he's, he's rich, he's all these different, well, you know, whatever. The bottom line, if you can't pull off the mission, you're, God's going to one day ask you, how did you submit to the person that I gave you to live life with? How did you do your part in carrying out that mission that I gave you? So you see how it's for both, and honestly, when we do get to this in Ephesians 5, what he's talking about are two spirit-filled believers. Get that. Two spirit-filled believers. Not two people who are lost. Now are there principles you can do? Not one person who is a spirit-filled believer with a lost person. That's not what he's talking about in there. Not even two believers who are not spirit-filled. He said to have the ideal biblical marriage, you have to both be spirit-filled believers to be able to pull off the mission God wants you to pull off. So you get under the mission. Somebody's in charge and somebody's not in charge. Who's God going to hold accountable? Both. But he's going to hold accountable the man who he has put as the spiritual leader. And he's going to hold him accountable for him following God and him leading his family in the way of the Lord. Who's he going to hold accountable for following? the people in submission, put under the mission to succeed. And and so we'll get into that a lot more, but what it takes is it takes spirit-filled believers. It's very Every time you put a variable and you you pull out one spirit-filled believer out of this unity of two, and then the family, every time you pull one variable out, you've made it much more difficult. Hey, Rick, can one employee be like a bad apple and spoil the whole bunch? Yeah, dude. Uh, one employee can start a rebellion and all that, and the same thing in a family. That's why everyone's accountable for to pull off their part of the mission. And so if you want to look at submission in a biblical way, you find out why God created you. You find out what the purpose is. Find out what you're supposed to accomplish, and that's what it is. You have a mission that you couldn't accomplish on your own, and if you could accomplish it on your own, don't get married! <laughs> don't get married. If you can't submit, don't get married. If you can't lead, don't get married. It's as simple as that. But at the same time, don't try to live and be like married people because we aren't going to be able to pull it off because that God fights against. God, marriage is crucial. It's essential. And that's what we're going to see in here. Are we ready yet, JJ? We are good. Oh, dude, I got the version I want, man. Thank you. You're awesome, Jay. Everybody give it up for JJ. He doesn't want it, but... He doesn't want it. J.J. does a million things behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, and everything. He's awesome, man. How many of y'all in five minutes could have, did I talk for five minutes, <laughs> could have pulled off? And, and, and honestly, God must have wanted me to say all of that about submission. We're going to get into that when we actually get into the message. So so as I was going, uh, God said, this was like 10 o'clock last night. I'm like, said, honey, I'm going to bed. I laid down and I'm looking at my phone. I'm, I, I said, I ought to read that little section in Genesis. I ought to read that little section about how man was created and what he was created for and woman, why she was created. And so I start in Genesis one and as I just continued to read and continue to read, God was like, you know what? That's the foundation. That's the foundation of the world. And you're going to see so many things. However far we get, we'll stop. It'll be like a big chunk of baloney, dude. We'll cut off and we'll eat all that. And when we're done eating, man. We'll, we'll pick it back up again and cut some more off and cut some more off. But I don't know how long. Maybe it'll only take today. Maybe it'll take two weeks. I don't know. But here's what I saw when I was reading the first three chapters, first two especially of Genesis. It's like our foundations are not only shaken, they're broken. The foundation. The world, you're going to see so many things the world's arguing about. And Christians who do not read the, God of, of the word of God have fallen for because we have more love than truth or more truth than love. You know, we don't want to be that bad guy. And, and we have fallen for lies straight out of the pit of hell. When in, I don't care how many guitars you buy, they're not going to work as sledgehammers. Amen, Ben? Yeah. Tell your boys to use a sledgehammer. <laughs> and that's and, but that's what this world is doing. This world is using guitars for sledgehammers and then saying that's a piece of junk. If you use what God has created and use it the way he intended for it to be created, man, it's awesome. Because what do we, what do we learn from the surfboard? God what? Knows everything. God can do anything and God is everywhere. And he made a way for us to be connected through Christ. We have the word of God, which is the wax that keeps us stuck to him on a daily basis. And he gives us fins, the Holy Spirit of God living in us to give us direction, showing us which way to go and power to actually pull it off. That's what we learned in this surfboard message. So let's take a look. And again, you may have done in-depth studies on Genesis 1, 2, 3. I've done it on, man, I've done it too, but it's, man, we're going to have an overview. We're just going to look at what the word of God says. Because so often, I think we try to pick things apart, and we're like, oh, we're all supposed to be vegans. And I'll show you the vegan verse here in a minute. But, and it's, it's not. That's not what it's intended for, all right? So we pull these little verses out of stuff, and we're like, oh, let's start a whole movement. Ooh, let's have, let's have a vegan, uh, whatever. But the, the point is, we're just going to look at what the Word of God says. And I may leave out a lot of details that you know and study in, and you're welcome to send those to me. But I just want us to, I want you to see how easy it is to know what God is saying. So check this out. Uh, It's more than just a plan for a man and woman. It's a plan for the whole planet, for everything. And and if we follow his plan, we get what he has planned. So Genesis uh, 1, in the, when? The beginning. God is eternal. No beginning, no end. But at the beginning, when God decided he was going to create something, look what it says. In the beginning, God created the heavens and he created the earth. How many of y'all believe that? Anybody believe that? Do you know that if you can believe that, you can believe everything else in the Word of God? If you do not believe this, if you try to contort and pervert and twist this to mean something else, then you can't believe the rest of the Word of God. Because here's what the world has done. This is what evolution was all about. This is what so much of humanism is about. If I can look in the mirror and not believe there's a God that created everything that I'm accountable to, then I can form my own form of accountability. Eric, I can look in the mirror and I can say, I'm okay with me. My wife may not be, but I'm okay with me, you know, and and, and we can move on. But when we have to look at the word of God and we are accountable to the word of God and the God of the word, when he's the final authority, because he made it, dude, it's a lot different. And we're able to do that through Jesus Christ living inside of us. So if you can believe this, you can believe everything. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Let's look at how this all unfolded again. It blows everything else. Oh, but are, are you an early, a late earth person? Are, you a, are these seven literal days? Man, we have tried to twist. Just read what the Word of God says. Quit trying to figure out how to twist God's word to fit your life and twist your life to fit God's word. It's simple. Amen. Right? Yeah. How many of y'all ever had kids and you gave them or you told a kid something? Do this. Anybody ever do that? Or an employee. And they have found every way in the world to do it, but not really do it. (laughs) Anybody experience that? That's what we do with God. Just do what he said, man. It'll empower us and it'll make it work. The earth was without form. So here it was man, the earth was without form, it was void. There was no real earth. There was just a who, there were some ingredients. Who made the ingredients y'all? God made the ingredients. So even if you want to go with, ooh, dude, a couple of little cells of blue-green algae in this, and you think you came from monkeys and all that junk, you want to believe that garbage straight out of the pit of hell, then go ahead. It takes a lot more faith. I'm just saying, it, it, you know, it all came together on its own. Take, uh, as you've seen the illustration, take my watch, pull every bit of my watch apart and throw it on the ground. How long is it going to take for my watch to come together and, and be able to tell time and work? Man, you got to make millions of years and billions of years and trillions of years to make it all come together if you want to see a, a, a monkey turn into a human being. And you are nothing like a monkey. I'm just saying. I'm, not picking. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude, watch what God's Word says. But the whole purpose is so I don't have to be accountable to God Almighty. If I can create my own way that I believe the world was created, then I'm not accountable to God Almighty because if you believe the beginning that He created it all, you're accountable to Him. The earth was without form and void. It was just a bunch of ingredients, but he created those ingredients. And darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The Spirit of God. So we know in Colossians, we see that Christ created everything. Here we see the Spirit of God, and there's nobody that can... Uh, doubt that God the Father was part of creation because Psalms talks all about it. Here's the Trinity that everybody says isn't in the Bible. It's all over the Bible, and it was all there at creation from the beginning. And before they created us or created anything, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit was in perfect unity, perfect peace. They didn't argue. They didn't fight. They didn't have any squabbles. Where do you want to go to dinner? Oh, not there. No, they weren't. Dude, everything worked out for them. But because of love, they created us. It gave us a free will to be able to choose them and, 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 and grace to be able to pull that off. And, 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 and the only way we can show we love them is by choosing to do things their way. They created the us in that way. Somebody hit me with a question that they got hit with a question. Well, wow, so I guess God wasn't, wasn't good enough to be able to create a perfect human being. God created flawed human beings that would sin. It's like, well, Yeah, so that people could choose Him. The only way you can show you love Him is by choosing to do it His way. If you choose to do it your way after seeing His Word, knowing the the God of the Word and the Word of the God and doing it your way, you've chosen you. And that's like using a guitar for a sledgehammer. The earth is without form, void, darkness over the face of the deep. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters, man. I don't even know what that looks like. Dude, I, I can't wait to see it on God flicks when I get up to heaven. Isn't that going to be cool? I, 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 somehow we're going to be able to know everything, right? The Spirit of God. And God said, what was the first thing he said? Let there be light, because God is light man, it's all out in the open. God is light. Now, I don't know that this was the sun, the moon. I don't know. This was just God saying, let there be light. Hey, could God make light without the sun and the moon? Yeah, dude, God could go, ah, when you do it, it just fogs some up. God could do it and it's all like light, fog light, you know? Wow. And God said, let there be light. And there was what? Tiny, what was there when God said, let there be light? Yeah, exactly. There was light. Yeah and God saw the light was good. Hey, the light was good. Does that mean we have to create new kinds of light? You know what we do? Every one of these things, you'll say God saw that it was good. What God created was good. But guess what? Man's not satisfied. That's why our food's the mess it is right now, because it's all genetically altered. It has no value in it anymore. We've so screwed it up trying to produce more and more and more that there's no value that's why they're going to places like Haiti and trying to grow food in, in ground that's actually not been raped yet. So it's God value. But the seeds are bad. When, when, if God says it's good, it's good. There, you don't need to improve upon it. You need to figure out what he wants you to use it for. So it said light was good. God separated the light from the darkness. So you got light and darkness. There it is. Awesome thing. God called. How many of y'all are glad that there's darkness, by the way? Uh, yeah right now you are in your human body that needs it guess what in heaven is there going to be darkness in heaven no and you're like oh my goodness i'm going to be exhausted no you're you're not even going to need to sleep johnny won't even yawn during church man i'm just not messing with you bro it's like yeah there there will be light all the time and their time won't even be part of it it's going to be awesome but here god said let there be light and there was light God called the light day, the darkness night, and there was evening and morning, and it was the what? First what? Now we could go on. Do you think that was a literal 24-hour day? You think, I don't care. I do believe it was, because the way it all went down, dude, I don't know how many, how long your literal day have to be for, you know, there to be plants and no water and all these other things that we see. But again, bottom line is, God did it. It says, in a day. Can God do all that in a day? Yeah. Why would you need to stretch things out so that you could justify millions and billions of years so that you can justify your own timeline and prove that a monkey turned into a human being, which today one species does not turn into another species. There are adaptations that take time, but not a species turning into something else. It just doesn't happen. And the only way you could justify it is by billions of years. you got to stretch everything out. It's not that big a, day, a deal. Know that God said, let there be light. Boom, got day and night or night and day, first day. God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the water and let it separate the waters from the water. So this is a good one for y'all. Like the beach, he, we have atmosphere and now we have water on the, on the surface of the, of the earth. It's all there. It's on the surface of the earth. He said, and God made the expanse and separated the waters, and they were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse, and it was so. This is how God made it. And God called the expanse heaven, or it's the atmosphere, or another way to determine is the sky. The sky. How many of y'all know that there's water in the sky? I mean, yeah, Zane, where he's out there teaching the kids. It's not the heat in Florida, it's the humidity, right? (laughs) That gets you. Uh, This expanse. And so the expanse was called heaven, and there was evening, and there was morning, and there's the second day. And God said, Let waters under the heavens. All right, so we've got the expanse, we've got the ocean covering everything, or the waters covering. He said, "Let the heavens be gathered together into one place; let the dry land appear." And it was so. So he's making oceans now. All right. God called the. And you can go home and read all of this and look at it yourself again. You see, you don't have to be some Hebrew scholar to really understand what's going on here. God called the dry land Earth and the waters that were gathered together. He called seas. How many of y'all know that? <laughs> boy, you guys are have to be Hebrew scholars, man. You guys, are, you guys are exceptional congregation here to be able to figure that one out. I'm just saying, man, that, that's why y'all are with me. <laughs> the, God called the dry land earth. The waters were gathered together called seas. God saw that it was what? It's good. If it's good, Ryan, do you have to fix it? No, you know what you have to fix? You have to fix when you were trying to fix it and then you had to fix what you've tried to fix that messed up, and you fix, hey, what about our whole beach nourishment, Chuck? What do you think about that? Don't you wish they would put dollar bills on the beach? Put dollar bills, because they're all going to get sucked out, at least then we could paddle out after dollar bills, right, Eric? Wouldn't that be much better than the sand and messing up our beach? That's what man has to fix, what man screwed up when they tried to fix what God already had right, and how many years has that been going on, y'all? That's why the according to the book of Romans is groaning, it's groaning for it to go back to paradise again. So man, it, God saw it and it was what? what's the word God said when he made it? Leave it alone <laughs> and it's too late to leave it alone because we have so messed it all up. Oh, I love when the Army Corps engineers, oh yeah, well, we got a better plan. When anybody tries to think they're going to fix what God has already done, it's like, oh, you idiots. No. And that's what I have to say to me sometimes in my relationships and in my life. Oh, you idiot. You tried to fix something that God already said was good. It doesn't need fixing. You just use it the way it needs to be used. So look at this. God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed fruit, trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its own kind. Hey, so so check this out. Fruit trees bearing fruit, which is their seed. So how genius is that? Did you get what I said? He said, fruit trees bearing fruit, which is their seed. So what does that mean you get to do with the seed, Karen? You get to eat it. How many of y'all like to eat seeds or at least the stuff around seeds, right? Dude, a peach, man. Get the good stuff. Throw the seed on the ground, grows a peach tree. What a genius. (laughs) How many of y'all would have thought of that? (laughs) Instead, we would have made it out of plastic, and then we'd like, oh, let's recycle the plastic, and we'll make more plastic out of plastic. And yeah, no, God, the, the seed rots. It opens up and produces another tree. What a genius. And look what it also says. Each according to what? Oh, wait, wait. Peach trees turn into orange trees. Orange trees turn into banana trees. And is that what he says? No, each thing reproduces after its own kind, and you will see that over and over again, which blows the whole evolution out of the water. And I don't care what your science says, because your science has been bought by the highest bidder. Your science has been bought by whatever the winner in society says is science. I don't care what your science says if it goes against this. This is the truth that we have. You can make science say anything. you got enough bucks. We've learned that in the last couple of years. Everybody knows science has been bought and it's been changed again. And and that's a shame. Science has hurt more than anything because science is awesome when you have true science. But look at this, man. Each according to its own kind. That's what... Dude, you plant watermelon seeds. How many of y'all when you were kids, did y'all eat watermelons? I mean, y'all still eat... How many of y'all had watermelon seed spitting contests? Anyone? Yeah, now I'm seeing who you real people are, man. Some of y'all, ooh, no, we ate watermelon with a fork. <laughs> y'all probably didn't put salt on it either, I'm just saying. But uh, but man, we, we'd eat watermelons, we have watermelon spitting contests. Now my dad had a place for them to be spit. Why? Yeah, because if it got something, what was going to happen when you spit a watermelon seed out, Chris? you're going to grow a watermelon. It wasn't like some fruit cocktail where a month later, oh, look, man, we got tangerines growing here. Oh, my goodness. No, after its own kind. In fact, God says that even happens to us spiritually. You reap what you sow, but man has to have a different way, and man is wrong. That's why we're going back to the beginning right here Fruit trees bearing fruit, which is their seed, each according to its own kind on the earth. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed. What's the next three or four words? According to its own kind. You think God repeats? When God says something once, it's true, right? What do you think God's trying to get across when he repeats something? (laughs) Duh. How many, what are you parents trying to get across? Ashley, you ever have to repeat something to Keone and Alana? What are you trying to accomplish? Yeah. Yet they need to hear it more than once, right? To beat it. in That's what God's doing. I want you to know this is true. According to their own kind, trees bearing fruit and which is their seed, each according to their own kind, God saw that it was good. And there was evening and was morning, and that was the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. Let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years hey, what is our calendar based on, (laughs) y'all? Yeah, the sun and Jewish one on the moon. I mean, man, we got, dude, do we not use the stars and the moon and the sun Uh, on my watch? You guys are going to find this hard to believe. I do have a chronological, you know, thing on there. It tells me the time. I also have a calendar that tells me the date. But you know, my two most important features on my watch is the tide chart and the moon chart. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, y'all know, I, y'all know I don't need to pay attention to that time thing, man. Y'all keep oh, they even took calendar. Oh, there used to be a clock up there. Y'all took it away because I don't even look at. It. No, there's one right here. I see it, but but man, uh, look what God says. This was in the beginning. Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. Let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. Aren't you glad we have seasons? You're like, what seasons? We don't have season, Florida. Yeah, we got snowbird season. We got hurricane season. We got local season. We got different seasons, you know, in all this. Y'all didn't think that was funny, did you? All right. And let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. It wasn't like God said, all right, God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, they're having a staff meeting they're getting together. All right, I got this idea. We're going to put a big, giant ball of gas together, and we're going to make, make it kind of heat. Everything's going to raw. It's, it's going to be the main thing. Let's, let's give it a shot and see if it works. Brandon, is that God did it? Let's give it a shot and see if it's going. No, dude, it's so. God did it. He already knows ahead of time what's going down. He's perfect, and we're not. That's why we're so foolish when we try to circumvent God. Look at this next part. God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, sun, big ball of gas. We talked about that before. And the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. Who's controlling? Steve, who's controlling that big ball of gas? God is. Could you control a big ball of gas? Chrissy, can he control a big ball of gas? No. All right. I'm just saying God can in all of that. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth to rule over the day, over the night, to separate the light from the darkness, God saw that it was what? Hey, now, what did God see? It was good. If it's good, do you need to fix it? No, you need to not mess it up. Is this a good guitar, JJ? Hey, Ashley, JJ is somewhere else, but is that a good guitar? Yeah, so it would not be good to use it as a sledgehammer, amen? Right, it would not be good for that. But it would be great to be used as a guitar. So we got to figure out what we were created for, what we were created to do. Because how many of y'all feel like your life might have been used as a sledgehammer sometimes? (laughs) Yeah. Figure out what you're being used for and make sure you put yourself in the position to be used for that. Make sure you keep yourself on that same mission. And God saw that it was good. And the evening, uh, and there was evening, and there was morning the fourth day. I think that's four days. I don't know. If that was Thursday, Wednesday, whatever, but it's fourth day. And God said, let the water swarm with swarms of living creatures. And the birds fly above the earth across the expanse of heavens. How many of y'all are blown away by what you see in the ocean? Yeah. And what you see in the air, the birds, The uh, man, God made those. Can you make them? no and and if you want to know what happens when we genetically alter, go watch all five versions of Jurassic Park. I'm just saying no <laughs> it didn't really happen. I like Jurassic Park. You know why I like Jurassic Park because each time at the end, they're like, "dang, we shouldn't have messed with what God already did. <laughs> He'd have killed all the dinosaurs off for a reason. We don't need them back right now, even if it will bring billions of dollars in for a theme park, <laughs> whatever but it it's just it's a cool story because. That's what happens every time we try to circumvent what God's doing is we mess everything up. God said, let the water swarm with swarms of living creatures. Let the birds fly above the earth across the experience. Hey, Chuck, that word swarm, let them swarm with living creatures. What's happening to the swarm over the years? How, how many years you've been in the water, bro? Yeah, a long time. Would you say at least 50 years you've been in the water? Yeah, at least, all right? Are the swarms increasing or decreasing? They're decreasing. Is it because God's slack on what he's doing? No, it's because man keeps trying to fix junk. Man keeps trying to make things better. Man keeps thinking they got a better idea. Man has a plan, and man's plan doesn't work. That's why I got to know what God's plan is in this. So God created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moves. Who created every living creature that moves? God. God. And uh with which the waters swarm, according to according to what? Scott, according to what? They're kind. So a shark didn't turn into a whale, and now we have whales. Praise God, a million years later. No, it wasn't never God said, I need a whale, bam! I need a bunch of different kinds of whale, bam, 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 bam. I need a bunch of different kinds of sharks, bam, bam, bam. He made them. They didn't have to wait millions of years to evolve again. That's nothing but a ploy for man to be able to be accountable to himself, which in the end is going to be an utter failure when they have to be accountable to God. How many of y'all know we're going to answer to God? And aren't you glad as a believer that when you answer to God, you can show your Jesus card? You can show the blood of Jesus that is covering your life and know that how whatever kind of fool you were on this planet, you were not a fool in being a fool for Christ, and you are fully acceptable to Him because of that. That's the only membership card that's getting you in is the blood of Christ. Man, according to their kind, every winged bird, every according to its kind, God saw that it was what, y'all? Good. So we need to fix these birds. Do we need to keep crossbreeding and make new ones and different ones? No, dude. I ain't even going to get into y'all's purse dogs. That ain't even dogs. No, we i not messing with y'all. Oh, now I got something. How many of y'all got purse dogs? Let me see here. Uh, What? what, You got a purse dog, dude. Oh yeah. You got, you guys are so big, man. I thought y'all have great Danes or something, man. Oh, I know it was on the paddleboard, man. That was a dog. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, all right. So let's, let me ask you a question. Okay. Yeah. Now you were telling me your brother's got cur dogs, right, man? These old hound dogs, man. Can you kill an old hound dog? Oh dude, that old hound dog's eating roadkill, man. That old hound dog's kill. It, it's just surviving. That's the way. But what do y'all have, Karen? What are they having to feed the purse dogs, man? Oh my good. Thirty dollar, uh thirty dollar a pound weed cookies so they don't freak out when there's fireworks, right? Yes, I'm just saying. And don't stop doing it. Don't stop doing it. Because uh, no, but I'm saying, oh you 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 can't feed them this. And, and again I'm not I'm not, you know, again, it's just like the food. I had a good old cur dog that, man, she ended up with all kinds of cancer, and I was feeding her tractor supply food. Found out the food, man, is known for that. <laughs> but they don't put that on the label, man. They're like, there's, you know, make a mighty dog, <laughs> you know. And, and, and everything man tries to fix messes up. We try to keep making the, now I'm not saying don't breed dogs and all that. And, if, and, and please, man, if y'all got one of them purse dogs, and it, don't not come to church. I, I, <sighs> I got in trouble, didn't I, here, man? I'm just, while I'm at it, you probably got them in the shopping cart at Publix, don't you? No, I'm just It's all good. Everybody wants to have your dog hair in their shopping cart after they're done. I'm just like, no, I'm messing with you. All right, all right, I'm gonna stop, man. Karen, you're gonna have to tell me who I have to send apology letters to in the congregation. All all right, all right, all right. All I'm saying, man, is that look, God, what God made is good. Well, God made my, anyways. Let's move on. All right, <laughs> let me get my foot out of my mouth here. All right, because I didn't even go into cats, did I? No, I'm just sorry. i best. <laughs> I can hit everybody in there, including my own family, man. All right, yeah. What happened to raising good old chickens that you're gonna eat and hogs you're gonna slaughter, man? I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right. Destiny's like, well, that's what we do. No. All right. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the waters in the seas. Let the birds multiply on the earth. And so all of these critters, uh, the, uh, all these critters, what did you see here that's supposed to happen? What are they supposed to do? Are we so? Th- there's one batch, and when they die, they're all gone. No. What are they supposed to do? Multiply. What about all the hybrid fish and different things that can't multiply? You know, again, it's like there's got to be something. Something ain't quite right there. I'm just saying. It's like God made these things and they're self-sufficient. They can multiply and they can fill the earth. But again, if you are power hungry and you don't want more people on the earth because they're getting in your way, and I'm swallowing that for a surf break. That's why I ain't out there as much because every time there's a good wave because of wave forecasting and that stupid surf cam that everybody can see from their cubicle, what's it like? It's packed. It's crowded. If I see it from a carnal perspective, I'm like, man, this is horrible. But if I see it from an eternal perspective, I know why God's brought everybody out there. But you do know that's what the elites, the elites, okay, put, give me a tinfoil hat after the service. I will say this, but the elites, dude. They are in control of what God lets them be in control of. And bottom line, they don't want no more people. There is a... And if you don't... Go go to the World Economic Forum and go listen to Schwab. Listen to all those guys. Go look at their stuff. They will tell you from Bill Gates on down, they are trying to reduce our population. They're into population control. They're trying to make people sterile. They're trying to wipe people out. And if they have a justified reason for doing it, then they don't have a conscience that it's wrong. Even if they kill millions of people off the planet, they're doing the planet good because it's overcrowded. Whose job is it to decide whether the planet is overcrowded or not? It's God's. I'm sorry if you got to build me a tinfoil hat after it, but I've seen too much evidence of elite. If I was elite at Fort Pierce Inlet State Park, you know what I would do, Chuck? I'd make us all have special pass. I wouldn't let non-locals in before eight o'clock like it used to be. We would be the only ones with the after hour pass. I would keep it just for us if I had power like that, but I don't. Now, how many of y'all are glad that I don't have that power? Because it's selfish. It's not my choice. It's God's choice. God gets to do what he wants to do. But there are people that are trying. If you do not know Bill Gates is trying to control the population, you get your head out of the sand. <laughs> I'm just saying. Be fruitful, multiply. That's what God's saying. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the waters, the seas, the birds, multiply the earth. There was evening and there was morning the fifth day. So there, there we are, five days in. What are we missing so far? What are we missing so far? You guys, yeah. And does the world need y'all? Absolutely, man, because we got all of this stuff. But God, according to the New Testament, what is God's favorite creature? You. Did y'all know that? You take priority over dogs, even purse dogs. You take priority over all the pets. You take priority over all the other animals. You take priority over... Humans take priority over it all. Well, that's awful arrogant to say, no, that's what God said. And we have turned that around right now. Tell you what... I got an old Savannah cookbook that I got one time at a flea market or a garage seller somewhere. And I was in there and I'm like reading the old, this was from like, you know, early 1900s. And I'm, and I'm reading and they said, yeah, if you have a bunch of youngins at the beach and y'all are looking for something to do, that's fun. Just let them all go out in the beach and dig up a turtle nest and get a bunch of eggs and and oh, they're not that good, but if you boil them up and you and, and 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 it's something fun for the kids to all do. And I'm reading this Savannah cookbook thing today. What would happen? Devin, what would happen? My dream of being in jail would not be a dream. I'd be in prison. I'd be thrown under the prison. But go kill some babies in a womb. Go kill some babies in a womb. And what what's the deal there? You're praised. Your population control, folks. You're praised. You're praised. You're praised. Oh, here's this reason, that reason, the other reason. But look at the majority of the reasons it's all being done. Who is the world made more important? God says, humans, you're my favorite. And I'll show you a million places in scripture where it says that, but let's just keep going through this one. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kind, livestock, creeping things. How many of y'all look like God brought some creeping things? Woo! One day, man, we just have to do it because I heard other teachers' churches do it. Man, we should just release a bunch of creeping things. See where your faith really is, man. We'll be one of them rattlesnake-handling churches. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> Dude, I hate snakes, man. <laughs> I'd be breaking out my concealed purple <laughs> All right. <laughs> It'd be bouncing off the terrarium. and somebody get hurt, man. Let there bring forth living creatures according to their kind, living, creeping things, and beasts of the earth according to their kind. And it was so. Here's all the animals. God made the beasts of the earth according to their kind, and the livestock according to their kinds, and everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind. And God saw that it was... Good. Everything God makes is good, as long as it's used the way he intends for it to be used. In there, then God said, let us make man in our own image. Hey, that word, uh, how many of y'all looked in the mirror this morning? Benjamin, did you look in the mirror this morning? You did, and you fixed your hair, your hair was all a mess. Oh, dude, you did a wonderful job shining that head. But in the mirror, did you move, or did you like Wait, did you move in the mirror a little bit? What did the image in the mirror do when you moved? Yeah, if it didn't, you probably wouldn't be here right now. You'd still be laying on the floor, right? That's the image. That's the word image, the icon. When you moved, that image moved. It did exactly what... How many of y'all had your mirror do the exact same thing for you today, right? If it didn't, you, something would have been wrong. You understand when man was made in God's image, that's what it means. It's the word icon. You see a swoosh, what do you think? You think it's three stripes. Adidas, unless you're in uh, another foreign country where they have knockoffs, right? But you, you see a logo, and, and, and that's, that's the word icon. And so when man, he said, let's create him in our own image. So when somebody sees a man, they see God. So what is our purpose? Rena, what's our purpose? To glorify, to, to, to right. So when, when you move, it's because God has moved you you represent God. That's what you were created to do. Now, we're not going to get to Genesis 3 today because I'm going to let you all go eat lunch. But man, when you get to that, that messed up our ability. It distorted our ability to represent God because now we introduced evil into society. Up to this point, evil's not in society. And you'll be able to tell because they were naked and they were okay with each other. They saw nothing evil about that. Let us make man in our own image after our own likeness. And again, it's not the physical likeness, but what it is, is you see somebody act, wow, that's what God would do. You see somebody do something, that's what God would do. You see somebody love, that's what God would do. It represented God in all ways, shapes, or form. And that's what Adam and Eve were created. That's what we're supposed to do. And it's only because of the blood of Jesus Christ and us having the spirit of God in us, that we're able to pull that off. How many of y'all have ever pulled off looking like God? I'm talking for a little moment. Yes, you have, Anne. I've seen you look like God before. It's just not as often as you think you should look like God, right? And, and, and again, so how many of you have ever had moments where you have looked like God? You've been godly. Let me see your hand. It's okay. That's what we're supposed to do. But it's only when we're full of the spirit when we're full of anything else, we're not. And unfortunately, that's where we are a lot of times, me included. If you were here last week, I shared with one of my hall of shame. That, That was part of it. I didn't look like God when I had the ability to. God said, let's make man under our image, in our own likeness. Let them have, look at this, let them have what? What's the next word? Dominion over the fish. So who's, control, who's in control? Who has total power over all the fish? Man does. And it's our responsibility. That's, it's our responsibility to manage it right. And greed gets in the way since the fall, and we're not managing it good, but it's our responsibility. So does that mean we can eat fish? Yeah, absolutely. If you're, you, you want to hit this vegan verse in a little bit here coming up, Jesus ate fish in his glorified body. Oh, he did. He did. And and, and they ate lambs, they ate plenty of stuff at the sacrifices, but anyways, we have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, over the livestock, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Who's in charge? Hey, so let me ask you a question, who's going to be held accountable? Man, yeah. So what are you doing with what God has given you? Are you using it in the way God wants you to use it? That should be our question to represent God. Man, we do, what do you want me to do with this God? God gives you 10 bucks. Woo! gonna <laughs> oh, buy me a gumball, man. How much they cost now on the machine? Y'all remember gumball machines when you were little? <laughs> Mom would give you a penny and then they went up to a nickel, dime. Now they're a quarter, Now they're like, you got I think I got a dollar machine in there, maybe. And kids aren't even allowed to have gumballs. But anyways, I diverse or digress. But I got 10 bucks. What do I do? Sue, what do you do with 10 bucks? What should you do with 10 bucks? Uh, you know, that is a great Sunday school answer. And I love you for that. And I'm glad y'all put it in our, in our bucket, but you yeah. Yeah. Uh, And and some of y'all do it online. Oh no, God doesn't approve of online giving. You know, no, uh, uh, yeah, we have, but no, what you do with that 10 bucks when you get it is, what does God want me to do with that 10 bucks? He may want you to go buy a gallon of gas (laughs) and give it to somebody. You don't know, you find out what he wants you to do with it in all that, because we manage. We're managers. We're stewards. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, over the livestock, over the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Uh, How many genders are there, y'all? Everybody read read that last line for me. Male and female. He created them. How many genders are there? There are two. Well, that's awful and insensitive and arrogant. No, that is the truth. And all the other genders that are listed now on on your gun form that you have to sign. No, I'm just saying all the other genders listed on everything you fill out is all straight from the pit of hell. It's wrong. It's and Christians, oh, that's awful, insensitive. I'm not trying to be insensitive. But you see, when you confuse God's truth with a lie, you make more mistakes. Things are ma- Is it a mistake to let a man who identifies as a woman go into the, boy, the girl's bathroom with your daughter? Absolutely. No, it's not. We have to be sensitive. No, there's two genders, folks. There's two. That's what the word of God says. Someone who believes other genders, they are mixed up. And and, and we need to share with them the truth in love. And we need to pray for them. Because it's only by the grace of God that you're not there. It's only because God came into your heart and said, man, here it is. I only believe God's word because he gave me the ability to. Prior, I thought, like Corinthians said, it was foolishness. And someone who doesn't have the spirit of God in them believes it's foolishness. But how many of you do not believe the word of God's foolishness? It's the truth. It's the only truth we have. I don't care what society says. I don't care what your science says. Your science is flawed if it goes against the word of God. God will stand in the end, and your science will be buried because your science has been bought. God created man in his own image, the image of God. He created him, male and female. He created them to be fruitful, to multiply. He created them, and God blessed them. God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. And that means to govern the earth, to manage the earth and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. You're in charge. You want to go ahead and let the elephants be in charge? Go ahead, or the monkeys, or whoever. You want to let somebody else be in charge? You go ahead, but I'm going to answer to God one day for what I did with what He gave me. And I want to be found true to His Word. Amen? We're in charge. And the only way, and, and, and God knows everything. God can do anything, and God's everywhere. So, where do we get our answers from? Where do we get our solutions? Where, how do we fix things? By God's way, not ways contrary to this. That's where it is. So, we're in charge. God's, and it's not a thing where, oh, yeah, you, you know, beat them into some. No, we're in charge. What a big responsibility. Matthew. You got, you got a room for rent. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're like, oh, no, don't tell anybody that. How would you like to all of a sudden have a whole neighborhood that you're in charge of as a landlord? No, thank you. You don't even want to rent that one room. You're so gunshot, right? Yeah, that's what kind of, when you look at the responsibility you have to use for God's glory, the stuff that he's already given you, that should be enough. Greed, you're going to mess things up, man. So look at this. God said, behold, I've given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth. Every tree with seed in its fruit, you shall have them for food. That's the vegan verse. Oh, see, God created it. So we're supposed to eat vegetables and fruit. And yes, we are. You're going to get plugged up if you don't. I'm just saying, you got to eat roughage. You got to eat. We are supposed to eat all that. But that verse does not say we can't eat meat. If it does, you're going to have to take it up with Jesus, who in his glorified body ate fish by the side of the lake. You're going to have to take it up with in Leviticus with God, who made eating cows, eating beef as part of the sacrifice. They got to eat some of it. Uh, you're going to have to take it up with God about the Passover, when there was a Passover lamb and they ate the whole daggum thing in one night. I'm just saying that that's a little extreme. Anybody here you ever eat a whole lamb in one night? Now, your family, you'd probably need two or three, right? But I'm just saying... It's, that's not what the verse says. You know what he is saying? He's saying, I am giving you this. I'm giving it to you, man. It's a gift from me. And you can use these things as food. How many of y'all are glad for strawberries, man? And blackberries and blueberries, mulberries. Anybody know what a mulberry is, Dude. Oh, we had mulberry trees, man. We were kids and we had clotheslines and the birds would eat the mulberries and we had b- purple spots on our clothes permanently. I'm just saying. But, man, mulberries and, and all the fruit, mangoes. Oh, could you not go for a mango right now? One, one of them Haitian ones that you just you don't even peel, you just eat it and it's dripping down your arm. How about the Georgia peaches, man? Y'all, fruit, man, he gave it to us. It's a gift. It's a gift you can have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the heavens, to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I've given every green, green plant for food. And it was so. So you know what I see? God made this thing pretty self-sufficient as long as we take care of it and use it the way we're supposed to use it. That's the way it's supposed to work and God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was what now? Y'all notice the change? It was all good, but now it's what? After he added, man, it's very good. <laughs> it's great. And there was evening and morning in the sixth day. I, I got to show you the very beginning of this one. I know it's 1106. Give me 10 minutes, and m- just give me a couple to get through here, this part, and we'll hit the last part next week. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all of the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. Did God rest because he was tired? No, he rested as a picture for us. How many of y'all know you can't go 24-7? You can't go 24 hours a day, seven days a week? How many of y'all know you can't do that? You can't. it'll kill you. You need rest. And and rest isn't laying in bed thinking about all the things you got to do when you wake up and all the next things you got. Rest is where your brain, your your brain rests. It's got to be in God's hands. And this isn't the Sabbath either because the Sabbath was something that he gave specifically to the Jews. And you can tell your Seventh-day Adventist friends all about this. It was not given to you. It was given to the Jews As a as a group, and he said, as a nation, what you're gonna do is you're gonna take a day off, man. You're gonna take a day off, and when you take that day off, he said, he said, I'm gonna take care of your cows, I'm gonna take care of your crops, I'm gonna take care of all your stuff. And everybody in the world's gonna be looking at you saying, How do you get a day off? And you're gonna be able to say, God. But guess what? They didn't have enough faith to take the day off. And it was a gift to simply the Jews. That's why we don't have to do the Sabbath. We can't do the Sabbath. It wasn't a gift to us. And we can talk more about that another day, but the fact is, is we do need rest. How many of y'all agree you need some rest? And that's why you sleep in church. I'm just saying, no. it's okay. Have mercy on you, man. It's all good. You got a question? amen, yeah, yeah, good, very well, yeah, (laughs) so that's a day, yeah, that's, you got to do something to take a break, to shut down, he rested on the seventh day from all the work he had done, so God blessed the seventh day, made it holy, holy means he set it apart, he set a day apart, he he set the one apart for the Jews, but he made it, he made it special, he set it apart, you need a day, you need a day, you can't go 24-7, because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. And again, if we we're preaching on this, I could go way more in depth, but we're not. I want to get to the part about man and woman. woman. We already saw part of it. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, when no bush of the field was yet in the land, no small plant in the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord had not caused it to rain on the land. There was no man to work the ground and a mist was going up from the land and was watering the whole face of the ground, hadn't rained yet. There was a mist coming up at the point. And then the Lord God formed the man of the dust and from the ground and breathed into his nostrils, the breath of life and man became a living being. How? So you were made out of what, Ryan? dirt. You guys are made out of dirt. That's kind of... uh, So uh, I had a friend in seminary. His dad was actually a professor, actually ran the college. He wrote a book one time called Boney and Claude. It was awesome. Uh, Claude was Dirt Claude. That's Adam. And Boney was Eve. She came out of his side. Boney and Claude. It was great. I know y'all think. (laughs) But you want to think about Adam and Eve that way. Boney and Claude, all right? So look at this. The Lord formed the man, So he formed the man. uh, And in fact, this is mankind, actually, this word. He formed mankind of dust from the ground, breathed into his nostrils. And so you were a dirt clod, bro. And he breathed into your nose and you became a living creature. Who else but God can do that, bro? I'm just saying, that's how... Now, how many of y'all believe that? How many believe that God was playing with some (laughs) Play-Doh, you know? Uh, my mom she used to make our own and called it clay dough <laughs> and made out of flour. But uh, God was down there playing with some play dough, man. He made a man as a whoo, and all of a sudden he came alive. And that's how we came about. How many of y'all believe that's how we came about? If you don't believe this, then you cannot believe in the resurrection because it goes right in the face of it. You got to believe the whole thing. You can't pick and choose. So that's how God said it happened. I formed you out of dirt and I blew in your nose and you became human. Talking about Adam, that's how it all started and that's how, that's how man came about. So he didn't say, I created a monkey, blew in his nose, and he became a man, or he became alive, and then after millions of years, that monkey turned into a man. That's not what it says. God created man. Amen? You want to think you came from a monkey, and sometimes you act like it. You can go think about that, but the fact is you didn't. He breathed into his nostrils a breath of life. Man became a living creature. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east. There he put the man whom he had formed and out of the ground, the Lord God made springs come up to uh, every tree that is, ple- uh, he, he made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden. The tree of life, if you ate off the tree and we know they didn't, you would have eternal life. In fact, when they get kicked out of the garden in Genesis chapter 3, which we'll get to next week, man, when they got kicked out of the garden, he protected the tree of life so we wouldn't have to live forever in these bodies. Amen? How many of y'all would like to be in this body right here forever? Brent, how old are you? 41. Look what you've done that body in 41 years, man. Can you imagine 41 million years from now what it's going to be like? No. So he didn't let them. He didn't even say to don't eat off of that, but they didn't, and so... He made spring up every tree pleasant to sight, good for food. Tree of life was in the midst of the garden. The tree of knowledge of good and evil was there also. That's the one they were told not to eat off. A river flowed out of Eden to water the garden, and there it divided and became into four rivers. Here's where everybody starts think, get moving off of what God's trying to do and trying to figure out where's the Garden of Eden. You know, you can try to figure it out, but that's not the point of all of this. The name, uh, the first is Pashan. It is one that flowed around the whole land of Hivala where there is gold. Uh, That's why people want to find it um, because it says the gold, that land's good. Bellium, onyx, stone was there. That's diamonds. The name of the second river is Gihon. It is the one that flowed around the whole land of Cush, which we maybe believe that might've been Egypt. But the fact is we've messed things up so bad. We have no clue where it's at. It's probably like Orlando. It's been built over and built over and bulldozed and built over. We have no clue where it's at because we don't need to know right now. And the name of the third river is Tigris, which flows east of Assyria, and the fourth is Euphrates. Well, that might be over there in Babylon and all of that. Uh, The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden. Uh, Here's what the point of all of it is. God made vegetation. God made water. God made everything in order for man to be successful, and he put the man in the garden of Eden to do what? What does that say? What's that four-letter word? Work. Work that's not a curse. After they sinned, he said, now you're going to work your butt off. Here, he said, you're going to work, and you're going to dig, and you're going to enjoy your work. So guess what? When you're spirit-filled, you enjoy your work. When you're in the flesh, you don't. And that's a whole other story. God, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work and to keep it. When you realize that what you're doing is what God has you to do, there's nothing more important. We go out on those little sandbars. How many of y'all been on a little sandbar with me? Out Keone's Island. And there's all those little teeny tiny conk out there, right, y'all? All All those teeny tiny little conk. And I always tell people, man, you look at the detail and you ever think God doesn't care about little things? Look at the detail. He does. But their job, their whole entire job of these little conk out there, these little teeny tiny ones is to do what? Eat decaying matter. How important? Hey, Daryl, how important is eating decaying matter? It's huge, right? But you ain't signing up for that job, are you? How many of y'all are signing up? Oh, God, please let me eat decaying matter and save the planet. You want to save the planet? and try to eat decaying matter, all right? Let's see how serious you really are. (laughs) In that, they eat decaying matter. Their job is to eat decaying matter. Tiny, that's important, right? What makes their job so important, y'all? The fact that decaying matter needs to be gone, but you know what makes their job most important? It's the one God gave them. That's what makes it important. How many of y'all are grateful God gave them the job and not you of eating decaying matter? Next time you're kind of about your job, you think, God, thank you for not making me a decaying matter critter, creator. <laughs> right? But whatever job you have, that's the one God gave you. That's what makes it important. God took man, put him in the garden of Eden to work, to keep it. That was their purpose. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, you may surely eat of every tree in the garden but out of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, don't eat. For in the day you eat it, you'll die. Because right now, you don't know anything about evil. All you know about is good. That's why when you see each other naked, there was nothing wrong there until afterwards. Now you get to see, oh, does this, does this extra, extra flesh make me look that? No, it's just more to love of you, honey. <laughs> I'm just uh, <laughs> you look for good. There's no evil in any of it. There's no evil. You because everything you look at, you do not see evil. You see good. But once they eat off that tree, now they have to see evil as well as good. And then they and, and let me ask you a question: what is it that dominates our mind? Is it usually good or evil? Yeah, it's evil usually, because that's what we worry about. And we get into that next week a little bit. But he said, Man, you're gonna die. Uh, spiritually, you're gonna die. You're, you're going against me and you're gonna separate this relationship between me and you. Then the Lord God said, it's not good that man should be alone. I will make a what? So there's Adam. Adam was made to do what? What's a four letter word? Work. He was made to work. What's a four letter word for Eve? Help. Boy, that goes in the face of society today. That was what man and woman were created to do. And, and were they supposed to work and help on two separate missions? No. They have a mission to represent God. And when you come together as husband and wife, you have a mission. The man's job is to work. The woman's job is to help. And again, however that works out, bottom line is, is that's, that's the role. That's why he's in charge. That's why he's going to be held accountable for being in charge we have created a society where everybody's got to work, man. We let it all happen. We've created a, a, a total different society where things are upside down, where we can't rest. We can't afford to rest. We can't afford not to work. And I'm not trying to make people, my wife works, man. We wouldn't be able to pay the bills if she wasn't a full-time sub-teacher. We wouldn't do it. We live in that society. But the fact is, is that God had to put somebody in charge, and he started it this way at creation. His job is to work. He's in charge. Her job is to help. She was created to be a helper. He said, I will make him a helper fit for him. That's why, Emily, you get married, you bring that boy over here, and I'm going to help you figure out whether he's fit for you, whether you like it or not. (laughs) I'm just saying, here, look, dude, here's your strengths. Here's your strengths. Here's your weaknesses what does God have us attracted to? Does God, does God have us attracted to the same people just like us? No, not for long. You may be at first, but you're not. Because you know why? The people that irritate us the most are the people most like us. Because we see flaws and we're like, "Ooh, I got to get away from That person's horrible. I don't want to see that anymore because it reminds me of me. You don't say that, but that is who we're least attracted to. We are attract opposites attract because someone now can be strong where you're weak and weak where you're strong and in fact what we'll see is he says you leave cleave and weave your life together so together you can be this this is what God wants but you aren't going to have this if you're fighting against God's role for you as a man and a woman in a house if you're fighting over a leadership position what about on a ball team if two guys are fighting to be the captain Hey, what if guys are fighting to be the the captain, you know, us? You got all this talent. Doesn't matter how much talent you have if they can't work together, if they don't submit to the coach. Yeah, you're focused on your position and not the mission. And that's the best way to view the word submission is you line up under the mission and you find your role in that. Hey, which guy on your lacrosse team can you afford to lose? I mean, isn't that what hockey's all about? That's the cool thing about hockey. I don't even know much about hockey, but they get players taken off. And, and, and dude, now the other team can gang up and beat the crud at them, supposedly, I guess, but you can't afford to lose anyone. Can you feel you get, get rid of your goalie? Or I don't know, you have goalies? Yeah, they're important. So you can't afford it. So So in this, the Lord said, it's not good that man should be alone. I'll make a helper fit for him. Look at this. Now, out of the ground listen to this. You think man being formed out of Play-Doh and God blowing in his nose is weird? Watch this one. Now, out of the ground, the Lord God had formed every beast in the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. So who's in charge? Man. God, before he created Eve, man's there. God's bringing him all the critters, and he's calling them things. God said, well, that's, I don't know if that's what I'd call them, but we'll call them that because I gave you the job. (laughs) I mean, where'd he come up with the word elephant? I don't know, or rhinoceros, or he was getting tired at the end, I guess. But anyways, every bird of the heavens brought the man to see what he'd call him. And whatever the man called the living creature, that was his name. He put man in charge. Man's there by himself, but he didn't have a helper. Dude, if you got to name all the animals, you need a helper, right? I'm just saying, if you're going to control, be in control of everything, if you're going to be in charge of everything, you need a helper, right? The man gave names to all the livestock, to the birds. At the end, he was like, cow, that's cow. <laughs> I'm good, cow. <laughs> you know, I, I came up with my eloquent names on the horned ones and the trunked ones, but this cow. <laughs> all right. Man gave all livestock, the birds, the heavens, every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper for him. That, Doesn't that sound sad? Doesn't it sound sad? He's, man, he's stuck all alone at home, <laughs> naming all that. He's just stuck. He needs a helper. Thomas, you think a helper's a good idea? You're a single man right now. Is there times where you'd like to have a helper? Yeah, that's a desire you have, but if you don't have the right helper, you got a herder. Herder, not a herder, but a hurter. <laughs> yeah. Make sure when you get married, you got the right helper, the one God has for you. Don't just get sucked into having somebody because then you can work it out, but it's going to be tough working it out later. It's good if you start with the one God had for you. And if both of you are following the Lord, then both of you have the same mission and submission, lining up under the mission and pulling the mission off is so much easier if that goes down. Man gave names to all livestock, the birds of heaven, to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a helper fit for him there was helpers i mean well the animals i guess but it, it wasn't fit for him so the lord god look at this caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man and while he slept took one of his ribs and closed up his place with flesh took a rib <laughs> how many of y'all like ribs <laughs> y'all are getting ready for lunch right he took a rib and and the the rib that the lord god had taken from the man he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Kind of far-fetched, isn't it? First he takes some dirt, forms it into a man, blows in his nose, Brad Blows in his nose, he becomes alive. I mean, if you don't have faith, that's pretty hard to swallow, right? Do you believe that? Yeah. And then out of his side, and you've heard all the Hallmark card stuff, he didn't take it from his foot where he stuck like, stomps on her. Didn't take it from his head so that she'd rule over him. Took the bone from his sides so they could walk alongside each other because they're in the same boat they just got different seats they got different jobs one's not better than the other they just have different jobs and somebody's in charge and that's where god puts the man in charge and you know and she is supposed to follow the mission now i will tell you in my 33 years of marriage is that right honey 33 yes i It just time flies when you're having fun, man. (laughs) And and 33 years, some of the stupidest things I have ever done is when I've gone against my wife's counsel. Anybody admit to that? Yeah, I've gone against my wife's counsel. God put her in my life to help me see things I couldn't see any other way. So He brought the woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, (laughs) "Look, you ever think the name of man is man? In, In Hebrew, it's Ish and Isha and." But it's man, and then what did he add to man when he saw her? Whoa! <laughs> it's like, whoa, man, no, whoa, that ain't a man. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, literally, whoa, man, whoa. Then the man said, At last, this is bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. So she shall be called woman, because she was taken out of the man. In other words, we're one, we're not two. That's a problem with marriage right now is, is a not a non-unity. It's two becoming one and two learning how to work together as a team. That's what the whole submission and leadership thing is about. It's about a team coming together. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Whoa, that's not a man. That's how I think woman came about, but that's my thought. But therefore, and I'm being facetious there, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother. In other words. You leave that responsibility and you take on one more. Uh, you take on, that is now your primary, your priority in life. You leave your father and your mother. You hold fast to your wife. So JJ and Ashley's, their relationship is more important than Ashley's relationship to me as my little girl once she gets married to JJ. The hardest things you'll ever have to do as a daddy, Brad, when you give them over. But I will say, when JJ asked if he could date her and asked if he was marrying mariner, I was shooting guns both times. <laughs> That's how I knew, boy, he was the right one. Yours ain't come yet, all right? But you'd be sure I'll be shooting guns when it comes down, all right? (laughs) That becomes a priority. He holds fast to his wife, and they shall become what? Hey, Rena, they shall become what? One flesh. Not two missions, not two people on their own individual journey. If that's what you want, you can still be married and you can have what the world calls you will not have, call success, but you will not have a biblical marriage. This is biblical marriage where you have one journey. You have, you have two people that become one and they help each other accomplish what God has put the union together for, to accomplish. And that is to be his icon, to represent him. And we can go even further in all of that because marriage, what are we to Christ? He's the groom and we're the, yeah, dude, we can go real deep with this whole marriage thing. And the man and his wife were both naked and they weren't ashamed. That's how that chapter ends. Then there's chapter three next week, where we'll look at in all of this. But the fact is, is God created things for all. Would it be good to use a guitar as a sledgehammer? No. God has created an order in things, and it is not a bad thing. It is a good thing. And there's other ways we can apply it. No matter what part of a team you're on, no matter what position you have, play your position. Hey, Russ, what, have you ever had players like looking at somebody else not playing their position, and they're so focused on the fact that person's not doing their job that they're not doing theirs? Yeah, that happens all the time on ball teams and lacrosse teams, I guess. <laughs> and I'm just saying... And it happens a lot in marriage. Well, if he would be the leader, I'd submit. Well, if she'd submit, I'd be no, do your job. Come together and figure out what God has brought you together for and do it. And if you have a desire of getting married one day, make sure you marry someone you can submit to or someone that someone that will that you would love to lead. Make sure you put all of that together because that's God's biblical plan in all of this. So when we talk about submission, dude, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing because we have people coming. It's someone to help you. It's two people helping each other to accomplish the mission God has given them. That's the beginning. And we got to look at three next week of how it all got messed up. And that'll only be one chapter. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us. Father, I pray that all we did was really just look at your word today, and I pray that your Holy Spirit would have spoken to each person today, that something would stick out, like a big T-bone steak, man, you would have cut off a little chunk and put it in our mouth, and you want us to chew on that. So, Father, I pray that from your word, um, that, Father, we would honor the God of the word by um, changing our lives to fit your word instead of changing your word to fit our lifestyle. Father, I pray we would find confidence to be able to carry out your word in a world that is so against your word. Just in these two chapters, we've seen so many things that um, the world doesn't agree with, but we do because you're our God and you saved us. Father, I pray if there's somebody here that needs to get saved, needs to give their life to Christ, Father, I pray that they would do that. You give them a desire they can't refuse. For those of us who have done it, help us conform to your word, knowing that when you look down what you created, we know that you said it is all good. And I pray for these things in Jesus' name. Amen.